0: Train, Eat, Repeat. The knowledge and know how you need to live well. Here's your host, Tyler Ferret. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first episode of Train, Eat, Repeat, the podcast. Super excited to be here with you guys uh, simply because I want to help you live a better life. So, what is this podcast all about? So, most shows are going to be 30 minutes in length, covering three major topics, training, nutrition, and recovery. And recovery is almost a three-fold process. It's not just recovery. It's also talking about practice, and we'll get into that a little bit more, and also around mental preparation, and also taking time to enjoy the things that you love to do. To me, these three things lead towards better health, not just from a physical standpoint, but also from a mental standpoint. Again, the entire goal being that I want you to be able to live the healthiest life possible. So, that's exactly what we're going to try and do, but make it more digestible for the average individual. Which the last time I checked, we're all average individuals, or the majority of us. We're not athletes. We're not celebrities. We don't have personal chefs, and we probably don't have somebody who's watching every single uh, activity that we do to ensure that it's getting us closer to our goals. And so sometimes we need a little bit of information, but not too much information. And so that's where I feel like I can help you guys is sort of simplify some of the major points and. Sort of throw out those other ideas that are constantly streaming across your web screen. Also, I want to make sure I help that you feel stronger, healthier, and more able to live the life that we want. And I also want to cover the topics that you want to hear about the most. So is there a new fashion diet that you've heard about? You're having trouble sleeping. You don't understand why you're not gaining muscle mass, whatever it might be. I want to make sure that I cover the topics that you guys want to hear about the most. And then also I want to make sure that you guys leave every single podcast with something that you can utilize today and encourage you to stay on track. So because at the end of the day, it really is about habit forming. The more that we form habits, good health habits, the more successful we are going to be. I also will be bringing in research and study outcomes from the latest scientific journals, so that way you guys have the most up-to-date information. I also will occasionally bring in experts in all fields of health and wellness, and again, based off of what you guys want to hear about the most. I am not an expert in every single field, so I will go to the experts for you and make sure that you hear their voice, uh, so that way you can get the most up-to-date information. I also will occasionally bring in my own practical experience um, from trying these tactics on myself as well as countless others. So why would I be the person to sort of bring this to you? And well, number one, it's my passion. And I think a lot of that comes from the background of basically why I do what I do. So my major why, what 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 is the driving motivational factor, what gets me out of bed in the morning is that I truly care about people. I think in one way or another, I was put on this earth to help individuals. And to me, there's no more important metric than your health. You get one crack at this thing, one life to live, uh, all the other uh, sort of cliche cliches that you could throw out there. But I wanna make sure that I help you guys live a healthier lifestyle. And the reason why is that I've had personal experience and family experience of, of not taking care of your health or examples of that. Um, and I want to make sure that we can simplify how to live a healthier life for you. At the end of each show, there's always going to be a call to action to create better habits or ways to make it happen. So each show, if you're following it in uh, in succession, you should be able to start building those healthy habits in. And I'm hoping to hear from you guys, too. Um, you can always connect with me uh, on Instagram at fit underscore ferrant. That's F Frank, A-R-R-A-N-T, at fit underscore ferrent Or you can also go on my website, traineatrepeat.co, and you can reach me through there as well uh, via email. But again, I want to make sure that you guys have all the information that you need in order to uh, be successful in your life. So let's jump right into a sample of what each episode is going to look like. So we always will start with uh, the train piece or training. Um, And really the first piece that we need to worry about before we worry about how to do a certain exercise or how do we um, lose body fat, how do we gain muscle mass is really creating a plan. Right. I feel like we all hustle. I think we all grind. We all say, you know, no pain, no gain, which is not something I believe in. And I don't want to get into that right now. But the biggest thing is that we if we don't have a plan, well, then we're going to fail. You know, there's this old quote. It says, if you fail a plan, you plan to fail. And I truly believe in that because so many times when we just put in hours after hours after hours without a concrete plan or goal, then we're sort of putting it out there for no good use at all. And what happens is that you get broken down, you get frustrated, and then what happens you end up quitting. And then when you come back to it again, you're starting at square one. So, but if you want to see the results... We have to start planning out our goals. So then we have to take a look at three different processes or three different pieces when you're starting to build out your goal. And the three are, what are your goals? When are you going to take time to accomplish them? And does it match within your timeline the given amount of time that you actually have in your life? We all have jobs and extra responsibilities and kids and everything that can throw a wrench into those plans. So we really need to sit down and figure out the when. And then how are we do we plan to attack the goal? And then ultimately what help do you need? And hopefully that's where I can come in. So step one, what is your goal? Now, there is a acronym called SMART, and a many of you have probably have heard of it before, but it stands for Specific, Measurable, Actionable, Realistic, and Timely. So we need to find the initial goal and then ask ourselves why, right? Utilizing that uh, SMART goal. So specific, how specific can we get to our goal? And one way that you can do that is ask yourself why not once, but five times. So, let's just give an example real quick. It gets you to the real real, real reason why it's important to you. So, an example would be I want to lose weight. Okay? So, we ask why. I I want to look good. Okay? Why? Because it will boost my self-esteem. Why? Because I'm tired of feeling tired all the time. Why? Because I want to have energy and be full of life. Why? Because my health and well-being are priority. And so, see, if you can take your goal and put it against that 5-why test... You'll find out very quickly if that why is really the reason why you're doing it. And if it's not, that's okay. But I think if you don't take it through that process, then you're ultimately setting yourself up for a goal that's very surface level. Your motivation will wane very quickly. You're not going to stay on track. Um, The measurable piece of that will also be found in asking those whys, right? How are we going to measure success? So we have the specific goal. Maybe it met the five why test, but now how are we going to measure it? Are we doing frequent weigh ins? Are we tracking um, our weight? Are we uh, tracking if we're gaining strength, endurance, whatever it might be, whatever your goal is? Do we feel less stressed, right? Do we feel like we have more time for family and friends because we're actually managing our day versus letting our day happen to us? Is it actionable? Is there something that you can do in order to get that goal completed? Is it realistic? Guys, everybody out there, and I've heard it a million times. I want to lose 100 pounds in three months. I want, to, I want to de-stress my life, even though I've been a high-stress person for the last eight months. It's not going to happen overnight right? And so being realistic with yourself also will ensure that we're not going to get discouraged and then just say, you know what, I can't do it because I'm telling you that you can, but it all comes down to setting a realistic goal. And then timely, okay? So if we're talking about being realistic, what is a good timeline in order to reach X goal? So part of that why process, those five whys, is also sort of identifying the roadblocks that you might fall into or go up against when you go through this journey. So again, step number one is that we have to figure out what our goal is. And we have to put it into that SMART goal format. Specific, measurable, actionable, realistic, and timely. Then find the initial goal and ask yourself why. And see if you can get to the 5-why test. And if you can't, it might not be that that's not the right goal for you, but you just might need to flush it out a little bit more. And it might not happen in that initial goal-setting session. You may have to go back to it numerous times in order to find out if that is indeed what you're trying to do. And so while the goal is interchangeable, the process to land your true why is not. And you may not realize it right away. For me, initially, I wanted to be able to run more than a mile without being out of breath and exhausted, but what it transformed into was a reason to change my habits because I felt better about the person I was becoming, and I knew I didn't want to go back to the person that I was before, and so you see how that your goals can actually change while you're in the middle of actually chasing them, and some things can actually come out of it. And so now I bring it in action for for this training topic in terms of setting a goal is I want you to take time this week, the remainder of this week and all the way until next Wednesday when I meet with you guys again, to write down your goal and take it through the five wise test. Can you get to five? If not, ask yourself, do you have the right goal in mind? Is this the right time to go after this goal? And I want you to dig deep. This shouldn't be an easy process. You might have to take two, three, four days to do it. But don't stress about it because you want to make sure that this goal is the right one to go after at the right time. It you may have goals, lofty ones, right? And we've also talked about not just taking the specific model, but you've talked about heard people say, well, your aim is the moon, but you shoot for the stars, right? In terms of setting micro and macro goals. And not to get too confusing, because I don't want to give you too many things to think about, but pick a goal, put it down to the smart plan, and then take it to the 5Y test. That is your goal for training this week. Let's talk a little bit about nutrition. And you know, for me, nutrition, people will say, well, Tyler, it's a, it's an 80-20 rule, right? So, you know, 80% nutrition, 20% training, you'll get to your where you want to be in terms of living a healthier physical life. And I would argue that it also affects your your mental stability as well, and your emotional stability. But to me, nutrition really is a Combination of 50 50 with training, mindfulness practices, everything like that. You have to play both sides evenly if you plan to reach a goal. And what I wanted to talk about today with you guys is just starting with the basics. So, mainly talking about whole foods and portion control. Because I think the biggest thing that I get asked the most in my practice is, Tyler, what do I eat? And On some days, I'm even still confused in terms of what to eat. So one of the best places to start when it comes to nutrition is the basics. Um, Now, will this scenario or this approach that I'm about to unveil cover every scenario and goal? No, but for the overwhelming majority of us, starting with the basics is a good place to start. And you'll also see good results from it as well. Because the one thing that has happened over the course of years and years and years is we've gotten so far away from what we should just be naturally eating, right? And starting with whole foods. And so I'm going to take you through Uh, every single piece that should be a staple inside of your diet and again starting with the basics and then we'll have a call to action at the end so number one is is protein Uh, this really should be the staple of every single meal that you eat and you should have at least a palm sized portion um, at each meal now you're like well Tyler why are you using your hand that can't be right for every single individual because I don't want you to count calories do you? I guarantee you that you don't. And so that's why my approach when it comes to nutrition is to never have you count any calories whatsoever. So, And, uh, and as we continue along in this continuum and you start to get to know more about my practice, it's not going to help you in the long run because number one, it's arduous. Number two, you won't enjoy food. You'll end up looking at calorie counts and say, well, I can't have that. No, so that, that's why I'm going with the hand rule, and it's much easier. If you're out and you're eating out, you know you can use your hand very readily rather than having, you're not gonna bring a scale with you to measure everything out, and you're probably not going to ask the waiter or waitress, hey, how many calories does this actually have? So again, starting with, protein the staple of each meal you should have at least a palm-sized portion each time you eat and unlike excess carbohydrates and fats in most cases the protein is not going to get stored as energy which then turns into fat and so that's why protein should be the major staple of every single meal now why is it important it improves lean mass so it's a major building block of muscle mass immune function so especially during this time during this pandemic we want to make sure that our immune system stays nice and strong it helps stay our metabolism so if we have a weight loss goal if we have a goal of gaining more lean mass less body fat and more importantly is that it helps keep us satisfied longer which means that we're not going to snack as often as as we probably are now what are the sources that you can get from your protein so lean well-sourced cuts of meat grass-fed uh, and grass-finished beef if you can find it, cage-free chicken, heritage-raised rage, rage, pork, wild-caught salmon, eggs, legumes, and other beans. And so these sources can be readily found at most grocery stores right now. They're getting a little bit better. It's few things you need to look out for though. So I talked about grass-fed and grass-finished beef. What is the difference? So if it says grass-fed, that means that at some most majority of that cow's life or at some point it did feed off grass, but then towards the end of its life, it may have they may have used grains to fatten it up because obviously the more that a cow weighs and a few other factors that play into it, the more you can sell it for. And so what you're looking for is an animal that literally lived off the land from the time it was born until the time that it was butchered. And why is that important? Because we know, and we'll get into this in further topics, that grains present a inflammatory response and also a response where... We're not getting the type of quality protein that we need to get. Now, one of the best places where you can find all of these sources, um, especially in terms of your meat, so your grass-fed, grass-finished beef, your cage-free chicken, heritage-raised pork, and your wild-caught salmon is ButcherBox. I've been using them now for uh, two years and essentially what it is, it's a store-to-door delivery service. Everything that they uh, source is going to fit those standards that I just pointed out, and it comes to you frozen. Um, So I get them on a bi-monthly basis. So I know that the meat that I'm getting is quality. I don't have to search around in a grocery store. And I think you'll find if you measure up the price comparison, It is either equal to or it actually could be a little bit less expensive for you to go out and grab those things. So now let's talk about fats. Let's make that transition. So fats, how much should I have? You should have about a thumb to a thumb and a half portion at each meal. Now, why is fat important? First of all, it's a good energy source. It has more energy per gram than protein and and carbohydrates alone. A lot of people think, well, carbohydrates are the major energy source, um, which they can be. I'm not saying they can't be, but you can definitely teach your body to use fat as a fuel source. It helps manufacture and balance hormones. So when we talk about things like testosterone and estrogen, definitely going to help in not only the processing of, but ensure that you stay at optimal levels. It also helps transport fat-soluble vitamins like A, vitamin D, vitamin E, and K, which could help prevent deficiencies. I think it's well known, and you'll see multiple articles of how Uh, deficient everyone is or majority of people are in vitamin d and so by having these fats let's say you take a multivitamin well those nutrients are probably not going to get as absorbed if we don't have that serving of fat in our system when we take in that multivitamin so that's why it's always really important to eat a good meal around the time that you're taking in your supplementation especially multivitamins It provides two essential fatty acids the body can't produce. So, omega-6s, which we get from natural sources, you can get from natural sources since much of the processed American diet is loaded with these and they're inflammatory. And omega-3s. And omega-3s are going to be, um, or excuse me, omega-6s are uh, something that's going to cause inflammation. Omega-3s are something that are inflammatory. So... Omega-3s are something that we really have a hard time getting through our diet. Most sources are going to be through red fish. So when you think salmon and mackerel, the big problem, though, is that a lot of times you don't have access to wild-caught fish readily. If you're a person like me, I'm not a big fish eater myself, so I actually supplement with omega-3 fatty acids, and we can get into supplementation at a later podcast, but just make sure you have a good balance of omega-6s, which, again, you're going to get from your Nut and nut butters, almonds and pistachios, just because they have inflammation in them, because it's from a natural source, it's going to be better for you than the omega 6s found in processed food items like crackers, cookies, um, and some sources of wheat. Okay. And then omega 3s, again, you're going to be getting from your uh, salmon, your mackerel, other good sources of. Fats are also going to come from coconut oil or coconut, avocado or avocado oil, olives, egg yolks, and butter. Butter is actually okay to eat. Um, But I think the big thing is that there needs to be a balance. And you also need to watch your portion control because too much of this essential nutrient can lead to weight gain and health issues. So the source and the amount are the most important aspects. So to recap, make sure that we're getting in fats. Fats about a thumb to a thumb and a half should be your serving size. Um, They're going to help create energy. They're going to help manufacture and balance out your hormones. It's also going to help transport vital nutrients like vitamin A, D, E, and K. Make sure that you're getting in those two essential amino acids, omega-6 and omega-3s. Omega-6s, we want to stay away from the processed forms of food. So you want to get them naturally through nuts and nut butters. Almonds, pistachios, and peanuts always last. And then omega-3s, which we can get through fish oil supplementation, which if you have more questions around what I recommend in terms of a good fish oil source, you can definitely hit me up on Instagram or via email. And again, the last thing, make sure that there's balance and portion control. Variety is always going to be the most important thing when it comes to nutrition. So we want to make sure that you have variety in your fat sources, in your protein sources, and of course in Uh, your sources of your vegetables, your fruits. Um, We want to eat as wide a variety as possible. So then let's talk about your your carbohydrates. Carbohydrates primarily should come from non-starchy sources, so your vegetables and your fruits. I would say about a two-to-one ratio of Uh, Vegetables to fruits. In some cases, if you're dealing with high blood sugar issues, about a three to one ratio would be more appropriate. Even though fruits are a natural sugar, they still can raise glucose and insulin levels. So, variety is important. Your green vegetables are going to be more nutrient rich. So, things like spinach, kale, Broccoli, asparagus, the more variety that you can have, the better. And they're relatively easy to prepare as well. If you don't feel like doing something that's fresh, you can get a big bag of frozen vegetables, which studies have shown there's no nutrient loss between a frozen vegetable and a fresh vegetable. And then your fruits. So what are the more important ones? Your berries. Because they don't have as big of an impact on your uh, glucose or your, your increase in blood sugar, And also focusing on them because they have vital antioxidants, vitamins and minerals. They also have a good amount of fiber in them as well. Any fruit where you eat the skin will also add a little bit of fiber to it as well. The carbohydrates we absolutely should try to stay away from, again, are those processed ones. So anything that contains wheat or gluten... um, I just read The Wheat Belly. Uh, it's a fantastic read. You should definitely check it out. Um, it just was re-released. It actually came out in 2011. But wheat is something that um, definitely can be detrimental to your health. Um, and again, it's not a natural source. It was something that was created. It has to go through processing to become bread, to become pasta. And I will definitely talk about in an article this week on my blog on some sources that we can use so that we can still get that sort of a good feeling that we get from eating a sandwich Um, I love sandwiches Um, getting a good feeling from eating pasta right there are alternative sources that we can still get that emotional need from food without actually detrimenting our health in terms of the serving sizes for both if you're going to go towards a, a starch your carbohydrate so potatoes rice staying away from wheat and gluten about a cupped hand per meal is going to be appropriate and then when you talk about your vegetables you're going to have about a fist or more vegetables so trying to fill up half of your plate with that and then the last piece is you're going to want to make sure that you have some fruit again your lower sugar fruits so things like berries strawberries blackberries cherries Uh, raspberries those want to be a cupped hand as well so most important thing out of this nutrition segment is take it back to the basics i tried to go as simplified as possible so just to recap we want to focus on protein first palm size we want to make sure that we get it from well-sourced places we also want to make sure that we get in a thumb to a thumb and a half of fat uh, at each meal okay and so we want those to be varying sources so just your not just your saturated fat but your monounsaturated fat as well making it from a variety of sources like butter oils nut butters olives egg yolks the the everything in that category when it comes to carbohydrates vegetables 2 to 1 3 to 1 ratio of vegetables to fruit making sure that we get in a fist or more vegetables per meal also making sure that we get in at least a cupped hand of berries, especially if you're having that sweet craving late at night. That cupped hand of berries can help to quash some of those cravings. And then the other piece is that we need to make sure that we have the correct amount of starchy carbohydrates. And we're more talking more about your potatoes, white potatoes, sweet potatoes, rice if you need to, quinoa, cupped hand only, okay? So hopefully that helps. Your homework assignment, really, or the action to take here, is reevaluate what you have in your kitchen right now. Before I don't want you to go and, and just throw out everything, but really start to take stock in what you have been eating, and sort of ask yourself why you've been eating it, and then see if you can start to make some of these changes. Maybe you're going to switch to grass-fed, grass-grass finished beef excellent. Maybe you're going to try and eliminate wheat and gluten out of your diet for the next two weeks. Again, start small, goes all the way back up to our our goal or or setting up our plan, um, and I believe that you guys can do it. And finally, the the last piece um, for today is around our repeat. Uh, And really, I like to put it down into, into three acronyms. So it's R for recovery, P for practice, and T for take time. So recovery topics we'll cover during this podcast could be anything from foam rolling, hot cold therapy, red light therapy, how much time I should be taking off in between my workouts. Just so that way we can constantly bounce back. We don't feel the debilitating soreness from those workouts. We're also able to give our all when we when we go into those workouts as well. And then practice. A lot of times in order to be good at something, you're going to have to do it over and over and over again. And so the practice piece of it really is to teach you ways to build sustainable habits and also to possibly bring in new practices into your routine that help you become more mindful, to help de-stress your body. And then take time. The T and repeat is all about enjoying your life. And doing the things that you want to do. Because we shouldn't be ashamed to say no to something we don't feel like doing. And so I really do want to focus there on doing the things that we love. And I'm going to try and share some of the things that I love to do. Um, even if occasionally that might mean I fall out of some of the habits that I'm talking about. But that's good for your health. And so what we're talking about today is a practice. And really it's, it's, it's called quiet time. So Quiet Time, or QT, was introduced to me by one of my clients a few years ago. He used it every morning for the last 20 years to sit in silence and take a time of reflection and, in this case, praise. He was a devout Christian, and part of his practice led him to wake at 5 a.m. to take anywhere from a half hour to an hour to read Scripture, pray, and simply prepare his mind and spirit for the day. And what he instilled in me was that It really was the best way to conquer any fears that he had. We all wake up sometimes in the middle of the night with thoughts of, oh my gosh, I have to get this, this, and this done. What happens if this happens? And really allows you to center and focus before your day even begins. The other advantage he had, and I am a huge proponent of this, is that at 5 in the morning, and maybe it doesn't have to be 5, but typically the first hours of every single morning, that's the time where people don't need you right? And if you're waking up and going directly to your phone, stop it. <laughs> Put on don't do not disturb. Nobody needs you the world didn't end overnight. I can promise you that. But make sure that we're taking that time in the morning. And because what it will do is it's going to help you reflect on the day prior. It's going to help you prepare for the day ahead. And what you should see is that you're going to be more productive. Your mind will be more calm. And you're also going to see that you can accomplish tasks more readily. And so while my old client used this as a time for praise, you can use it for multiple uh, meditation and or mindfulness practices. So maybe you're just sitting in silence. Maybe you journal. Maybe you read some scripture. Maybe you pray. Maybe you meditate. Maybe you write down three things that you're grateful for. And so if you don't have this time already planned out, and again, my client used 30 minutes, I've read research that as little as five or 10 minutes can be just as effective. I highly suggest that you do. And what what better time than right now to reorganize or start new habits when we have a little or a lot more time to ourselves, to our thoughts? Many of us are out of work, and I feel for you. I, I'm definitely one of those individuals. And we all have responsibilities with our children. Some of you may still be in the workforce and I thank you for that. But I think we all have a little bit more time than we anticipate we do. And so really try to find some time to take that quiet time. And that's my goal for you is to really carve out 5-10, even if you can do 30 minutes each morning to be reflective, to give thanks to give praise to take to take things in consideration and give gratitude to what the, what's going on in your life and maybe even to start writing out those goals and planning. So hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode. I really enjoyed bringing this information to you guys because again, it's my passion and it's in my heart and my soul. I can't wait to get this out to you guys. Again, it will be posted every Wednesday, a new episode every Wednesday by 5 o'clock. Let me know your thoughts on this episode. I have a thick skin, and the only way I can get better is if I get your feedback. And also let me know what topics you guys want to hear about as we continue on this Train, Eat, Repeat podcast. With that in mind, I hope you guys stay healthy, stay safe, and please take these as just the beginning Habits that you can start to instill to live a healthier life. Take care. Thanks for listening to Train Eat Repeat. Connect with us on Instagram at fit underscore ferret or at traineatrepeat.co. Until next time, stay strong, stay healthy.